Lakuta Sikhas, volume 20, the first Sikha on Mekates. The title of this article on the Sikha is Personal Suffering versus World Impurity. On the verse, and to Joseph were born two sons before the year of the famine set in. Rashi comments, he quotes the words before the year of the famine set in. And he says, from here is derived that a person may not engage in marital relationships during years of famine. Now, Tosvis asks on the Talmud, where it talks about this in the Tractic Tanit, and if you say, Yocheve, the daughter of Levi, was born between the walls, meaning when Jacob and his family were entering Egypt, and at that time there was a famine, they arrived two years into the famine. And if so, we are forced to say that they, Joseph's brothers, had marital relationships during the years of famine. Similarly, commentators upon Rashi ask concerning Isaac. The verse states in Genesis, Abimelech, the king of the Philistines, looked out of the window and he saw, and behold, Isaac was jesting with Rebekah, his wife, which Rashi explains there to be. He saw him engaging in marital relationships, and this was in the time, as the verse before that says, and there was a famine in the land. Of the different answers given, there are, one, and it could be said that it is not forbidden except for those who want to conduct themselves in piety. It's not a law. And Yosef did not have marital relationships, but the rest of mankind did have marital relationships. Another answer, Isaac and Levi were in, that was the father Yocheved, were in the category of what the Talmud says, those without children may have marital relationships in the years of famine, or it was the night of the mikvah where the Talmud says, and the law says there is no prohibition, or the prohibition is only when the children of Israel are in the state of suffering, and Isaac and Levi were each not in the state of pain in the famine year of their times. Question. Why does Rashi not explain an answer to the obvious question from Isaac and Levi, which the Cheder student learned about from Rashi previously? From Rashi's simple statement, without bringing different opinions, we see that one, a person may not engage, that means Rashi sees it as a prohibition and not just the ways of piety. Two, Rashi sees this prohibition applicable to all people, Joseph and people who don't have children yet, at all times, including before the Torah was given and including Mikvanite. And third, not specifically connected to Israel's suffering, but to there being years of hunger in the world. Another question. Rashi emphasizes from here is derived. However, we already find by Noah in the ark at the time of the flood, it says that it was forbidden for them to have marital relationships just as in years of famine. And Rashi himself states there, when the verse says, you and your sons and your wife, so Rashi quotes those words from the verse and says, the men separately and the women separately. From here we deduce that they, that they were prohibited to engage in marital relationships in the ark. Explanation. Rashi is telling us clearly that this, from here, our story with Joseph, is a different prohibition of that, there, of that which there was for Noah and his family while being in the ark. For by Joseph, there wasn't the entire world isn't suffering. Now, how is that? As there was by Noah, the outside of the ark were all erased. 
and in the ark there were but Noah and his family that were suffering. The situation of Joseph, however, teaches us a new level in which other people's suffering mandate the people not suffering to partake in the suffering of the others. Thus, Rashi can't learn our prohibition from the prohibition given to Noah. That's why he says, from here, a whole new law. When we speak of those not suffering, being obligated to partake in the suffering of others, this applies specifically to when the world is experiencing what Rashi specifically calls during years, plural, of famine. And not just the novelty of a passing experience of a year of famine. And the difference here is not just one of quantity, one year versus three plus years, but one of quality, meaning that when we see an established pattern of famine, in which the, quote the verse, seed time and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night shall not cease, is being disrupted, and God now is not occupied in the establishment of civilization, hence all individuals should not be occupied in the establishment of civilization of, as God told Adam and Eve, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth. Therefore, it is understood that as long as we do not see this established pattern of suffering by others, the people not suffering do not need to participate in other people's suffering. More than this, the obligation of be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth does not allow you to participate in other people's suffering. By, I, by Isaac, Rashi clearly states that it was a year of famine. So too concerning Levi, in which it was but the first three months of the second year of the famine, for that would be nine months before Yocheved was born in between the walls as Jacob and his family entered Egypt at the end of the second year. Therefore Levi, not knowing that it was the righteous Joseph who was the young servant land who had interpreted Pharaoh's dream, had no reason to see the interpretation as a prophecy of being a fait accompli. Levi did not know that the established dream interpreters had actually interpreted I'm sorry, Levi did know that the established dream interpreters had actually interpreted the dreams completely differently. So therefore, he did not have to give any credence to the, quote, young servant lad, end quote, interpretation. Even more than this, our sages tell us, Rashi, that even the dream of a Jew must have within it foolishness. Hence, Levi could have chosen to see the details of seven years as the foolishness of the dream. Not so Joseph, who knew and told Pharaoh that his interpretation of the dream, I quote, not I, God will give an answer that will bring peace to Pharaoh, end quote. Thus Joseph knew that he was dealing with an upcoming established pattern of seven years of hunger. Therefore Joseph and not Levi may not engage in marital relationship during years of famine. This is concerning Rashi, who only focuses on the simple meaning of the verse, without consideration of the legal rulings. However, the Tur and the Shulchan Aruch change the wording of the Talmud from in years of famine and right in a year of famine is the prohibition. In the Talmud, our law comes in connection with the statement, anyone who has for him food for himself, but nevertheless starves himself in years of famine will be saved. 
which is, quote, as a reward for placing himself in suffering when Israel is suffering. So too, immediately following our Lord, the Talmud goes on to say, quote, when the Jewish people is immersed in distress, then one of them separates himself from the community and does not share their suffering, and it goes on to say a negative thing. Hence, we understand that the Talmud stating our law is not in accordance with the simple meaning of God presently not ruling the world with establishing civilization, but about the fact that Israel is immersed in suffering. Therefore, the code of Jewish law sees no difference between a year or, or years of famine. Their suffering, we need to partake. Yet another fascinating detail within Rashi is now understood. Rashi has Yosef not only not having his children conceived, not having marital relationships, but also that his children not be born in years of famine. The reason being that Rashi sees us not speaking here of participating or separating oneself from Israel's being in distress, which would mandate only having marital relationships. Rather, according to Rashi, we are speaking of Joseph's not actually doing establishing civilization in a, God, in a time when God's behavior is not so. Now, the wine of Torah, meaning the mystical insights, even though Rashi explicitly states I do not come but to explain the simple meaning of the verse. Nevertheless, we find within Rashi mystical teachings as well. And it is especially so, as in the mystical teachings, the realm of the simple meaning of the Torah is connected with the realm of the mystical meaning of the Torah. So, mystical meaning. The Zohar states upon this story, Aligned with this, that on the days of famine, which are called bad days, in which the center line gives to the left line, Joseph was the secret of circumcision, which is the male reproductive organ, the emanation of foundation, the giver, left and closed its fountain not to be mixed into this at all, nor to give it any space. For he who opens his fountain at that time, upon him the verse states in Hosea, they betrayed the Lord, for they begot strange children. For this, these are definitely strange children. For this it is written, and to Joseph were born two sons before the years of famine set in. That's what the Zohar says. From that moment that the year of famine ruled, he closed his fountain and went up to his source, not to give offspring to the side of evil and not to exchange the place of holiness with the place of impurity. This is the end of the quote from the Zohar. Now, Rabbi Levi Yitzhak Schneerson, father of the Rebbe, explains in his comments upon the Zohar, the double language, that it says, he closed his fountain and went up to his source, not to give offspring to the side of evil. That it means not only did Joseph close his fountain, not have marital relationships, but that his sons not even be born in the times of bad days, even from a conception that took place before the bad days. Hence, this mystical meaning aligns with Rashi's explanation of the simple meaning of the verse, that we are not speaking of the laws of times when Israel is in distress, but of times of bad days in which God is not giving dominion of the world to the holy and pure ways of establishing civilization. And this is the reason why Joseph, the righteous, did not want to give offspring to the dominion of impurity.